This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. And welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. This is number 187 for the week of December 5th, 2019. I am Chris Randazzo and I'll be guest hosting this week. Joining me tonight, as always, is my favorite holiday special, Karen Randazzo. I've heard of a one jacket mine, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> and a man who knows how to appreciate a fine wool hat, Evan Goldstein. Yowza, wowza, bo bowza. <laughs> <laughs> See, those are crickets. fun, right? When you, when you pay attention on the other side? It is, yeah. Tis the season for holiday specials on TV, among other things. And we here at this week's episode are nothing if not traditionalists. So we are once again dedicating this month of December to our favorite holiday specials. This week was my pick, and I chose BoJack Horseman Christmas Special Sabrina's Christmas Wish. But before we go any further, here's your weekly reminder that you can email us at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line, and you can let us know what you think of our show, what topics you would like us to discuss in the future, or just say hello, because we always want to hear from you, the listener. So how's everybody doing this evening? Eh. <laughs> what I like what I like about your intro is the fact that you've just taken the SAG intro and changed every time you say Stone Age Gamer and changed it to TWEP. And it was yeah. smooth, seamless, perfect. Like butter. It's like I say it every week. It was <laughs> There was a little pause before, you know, just include the words this week's episode, because <laughs> that took me a second. But, you know, it's, you know it rings true for, for well, both podcasts. I do want to hear from you, the listener. Not from me, because I don't listen to this show. <laughs> well, you're not the listener. I oh. want to hear from you, because you're my wife. Uh, <laughs> Don't you? Oy. You'll be married soon enough, there, Sonny boy. This is true. I am affianced, affianced, <laughs> yeah. as they say. Well, I don't know anybody is. but you that has actually said that to me, and now affianced. I use it. Affianced. Oh. Well, I mean, Zazu said it in The Lion King. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> that's very I think that's true. actually where I know that word from. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh my you two are going to be married. <laughs> oh, so I speak. Okay, I was uh, doing the click through on um, uh, Netflix today because mm -hmm. I was watching BoJack on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Seeing as you just started talking about a movie, there's this show called the the um, the Toys That Make Made Us. I keep Have, hearing about this, and okay. I should really watch it. So th that's it's a it's a that's a theme to the show. It's like they pick a a line of classic so far mostly eighties toys, and they you know tell the history of Barbie, um, He Man, so on and so forth. And that that theme ran for at least 
two seasons so far. But now they've started a new one called The Movies That Made Us. And the first season has come out. And it's four episodes, Dirty Dancing, Ghostbusters, Home Alone, and Die Hard. Oh, wow. Wow. Right. And so and they see, like. We're in the, is it like that VH1 classic thing where they like? The, I love the '80s, and they just interview a bunch of celebrities about it. Or is it like kind yes. of a deep dive on what it, they are? It's 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 sort of what makes what made the how the the movie got made, the 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 zeitgeist around it at the time. Who said what? Like it's really like behind the scenes kind of stuff. And um, the funny part is, is the the trailer for this show shows clips from each of the episodes it's not all four it's not like they're they're talking about all four movies in each episode each episode is a dedicated movie mm-hmm. and they they um was is it marv the, who are the, the bad guys from home alone i should Ugh. know this because i literally watched a piece of it in the pizza place with so my it, son tonight is it harry and marv <laughs> yeah i think that's right okay so the the not the the mafia one, Joe Pesci and the tall guy. <laughs> yeah, so the tall guy they they Daniel show him Stern. now. They're doing an interview, and there's this clip where he's like, "And it was so such a big thing that people have my face tattooed on them." And then the next scene is when he's lying on the ground and he's got the tarantula on his face, screaming. <laughs> and then the next scene is a dude's arm or leg with that image tattooed. Like that's dedication. And that's what you pulled from that movie? <laughs> right? <laughs> that's the scene. You see that? You know that Macaulay Culkin movie? I want that specific scene tattooed on me somewhere. I, 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 like, that was a great find. Like, I can't wait to, like, because I loved that, the toys that, like, I watched an hour plus about Barbie because of the way they presented it. And the, 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 the mystery and the intrigue that was revolving around Barbie was so interesting. But that sounds that was, fascinating. It's so it looks like so much fun, and you know it's Christmas time, <laughs> so everybody has to watch the best Christmas movie ever, which Die is Hard. Die Hard. So that's straight up true. It's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off a of Nagatomi Plaza. That's right. That's how you ring in the season. <laughs> I saw a dude today. I saw a post from somebody I think on Reddit who had made a uh, Nagatomi Plaza advent calendar. <laughs> and it was like a, this, oh my god please this, tell me every window you open has him falling further down or well something. it was like a woodworking thing and like so you pull out a piece on every day and Hans Gruber falls a little bit more down the building <laughs> that is <laughs> I have to like, awesome we'll have to find the post and put it in the show notes it was pretty incredible oh that's great wow, wow. one of these days our kids are going to be old enough to appreciate Die Hard it's and enough so, for like, a long time though no. but like say so the thing that I like, especially about like what Netflix is doing now, is that that bringing that '80s culture back, like with with Shira and Voltron and Stranger and Things, Stranger Things, like, and they're sort of like, I don't know, dipping their, dipping the toes in what was, and bringing it to now. Like, that's it makes it so much easier for me to enjoy it as well. <laughs> it does yeah this um that that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun i'd like to i'd really like to watch that i'm gonna put that on my radar after i you know get out of this yeah. this star wars hole that i'm in that you put yourself in to be and fair. i am enjoying 
I was enjoying up until this afternoon the Star Wars hole quite quite sufficiently. Why? What, what happened? Hey, uh, a podcast listeners, for those of you who don't know, if you if you haven't heard it a, a million times already, Chris is a bit of a Star Wars whore. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. So uh, I've that's been the name uh, of the, the title. That's the title of your your series now. I'm a Star Wars whore. Is I, it no? should be? <laughs> I was all right. So that comes from I was working at Funko Land a long time ago, and um, uh, my boss at the time was a guy named Alex Conway. And we got Star Wars Rogue Squadron for Nintendo 64, which is the first game released that used the expansion pack. And the expansion pack would, like, in Rogue Squadron, basically, like, increase the resolution a little bit. So, <laughs> okay. like, it, it wasn't a huge deal. Like, honestly, I could never personally tell the difference between playing that game with or without the expansion pack. Was it, like, it was, 780, 720p to 1080p? Was, well, was the, no, the, it's not, not that big a deal. I mean, that's 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 a huge difference. That's night and day. That's, like, <laughs> galaxies the apart. Behind baseball. <laughs> Behind the but, curtain right there. <laughs> but the, um, so, so we were trying to sell the expansion packs with the copies of Rogue Squadron. And, the, you know, the first comp, the first customer that asked Alex, uh, what he should, what he should do. Like, he, he was like, I don't know, be honest with me. Do I really need this expansion pack? And Alex looked him dead in the eye and said, well, answer me this. Are you a Star Wars whore? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy said, well, yes. And then he bought the expansion pack. <laughs> and so it's ever since then, that's just been like, well, yeah, I'm a Star Wars whore and I'm going to buy the expansion pack. And I did. And I loved Rogue Squadron. <laughs> So there you go. There's there's the origin of I'm a nice. Star Wars whore. Um, so for this site, I'm I'm doing a full rewatch of all the Star Wars canon stuff, and uh, I came to the realization yesterday that I do not have time <laughs> because yeah. Clone Wars is not short. There's six seasons of that. There is no joke six seasons in a movie of Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> come on really <laughs> really there's six well, i mean there's going to be a seventh now but that's not until who knows when like ne- next year or something but so i'm I, I i did like speed watching of uh of clone wars to get through it and i'm writing or have written a piece that's basically like my thoughts on the rest of the series and a series and the series as a whole so that's how i'm splitting it up uh, i'm just gonna do you know one post per movie and then the animated series i'm just gonna do a single post on those and by speed mm-hmm. watch i mean uh and we did a story on this a few weeks ago where um <laughs> They were talking about Netflix, you know, being able to watch things at, yeah. at like t- two times the speed. I'm thinking to myself, boy, that would be uh, that would be pretty nice, right? About now. Super handy. Yeah, and and it honestly, like joking aside, it did it did strike me like, oh, so this is for you know people who need to like write reviews and stuff, not for people who are sitting at home thinking like I need to binge this whole thing. Like I've seen Clone Wars, but I saw it years ago. And so I don't need to really sit and appreciate every individual moment, especially now that I'm just I'm refreshing my memory. So being able to watch it at two times speed would have been really helpful. So what I did instead is, uh, since I'm watching it on Plex, they have the option of skipping 30 seconds at a time. Mm -hmm. And so I just keep skipping 30 seconds. And as as I wait for it to buffer for the next 30 seconds, I get a few seconds of the show in and I can you know hear what they're saying and basically piece together what's going on in those scenes, because at the end of the day, 90 percent of that show is kids cartoon so right. it's not extremely you know densely packed with a lot of you know uh, things going on so i can get the gist of every scene by just kind of you know plowing through it and the reason i stopped enjoying myself is because I, I i finished clone wars and i'm now on revenge of the sith and like 
I mean, look, it is a it is damn sight better than Attack of the Clones, but coming off of the just the really excellent portrayal of specifically Anakin in mm-hmm. Clone Wars, like really, really, really excellent uh, character. Like he's a very <laughs> likable dude. And then to switch over to uh, Revenge of the Sith, which is not entirely Revenge of the Sith's fault. I mean, it is because it's just bad to begin with. Aiden Christensen was awful in that movie, but you know, Clone Wars was made after this, even though it takes right. place before it. The whole, you know, the show was made after Revenge of the Sith happened. So, like, you're going into this this movie now, or I'm going into this movie with all this character development behind me, and seeing this portrayal of Anakin, even even though like certain aspects of what he's doing carry more weight now because mm-hmm. you know his turn to the dark side, or uh, specifically his turn away from the Jedi Council, doesn't seem quite so you know, on the spot heel turn because, you know, there's so much more history and so many small things that happened. Um, right. But even still, like his, his portrayal of Anakin is so much worse than the way he was portrayed on that show. So do you think like the show <clears throat> paid attention? Cause that, that, I don't know, complaint when the movie came out about how whiny and, and his portrayal of it, that was out when the movie first came out. Yeah. Now the show came out, a considerable chunk afterwards did did they do you think that they paid attention to that and and i don't know classed him up a bit well i don't think there's any doubt there i mean i'm sure that the uh, so much of clone wars is is kind of dampened by the fact that it is so much damage control but at the same time so it it is damage control like they 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 i haven't watched it so i i can't say either way i would venture to say that it was it was less Plot-wise, things are a lot. A lot of things that I would consider damage control, but like character-wise, I think it was just them making a good show. Like this was uh, Dave Filoni um, looking at the character of Anakin and what needs to be done, mm-hmm. like for that character. Like, what does Anakin need to be? Right, you're going to make a story of Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars and his eventual turn turn to the dark side. What does that character need to be? Um, he needs to be somebody who is at some level flawed flawed enough so that it is it is plausible when he makes the turn to the dark side um he has to have some sort of lack of faith in the jedi council again so that it's plausible that he could make it he'll turn to the dark side but he also has to be likable because he has to be obi-wan's friend you know mm-hmm. he has to be somebody that obi-wan has enough of a relationship with to to have that conversation with luke where he looks back on him and says you know he was he was a good friend you know there's gotcha they they work within those confines instead of um, what the movies apparently did, which was just, well, this you could technically explain a lot of this away on paper, so we're just going to go with that, you know. And you know the the movies create these giant holes, and I'm not done my rewatch of Revenge of the Sith, but I remember the movie pretty well. And like the last 15 minutes are just this mad dash to be like. Okay, we've got to get the twins born. We have to kill Padme. We have to put um, Luke on Tatooine. We have to put Obi-Wan on Tatooine. We have to get Yoda on Dagobah. We have to get Leia with Bail Organa on Alderaan. Uh, we have to make Anakin into Darth Vader. Uh, we have to have Obi-Wan and Anakin fight. So, And, like, they're just rushing through this <laughs> We got checklist. 15 minutes. Go. We got 15 minutes left. What were you doing for the last two movies? <laughs> well, there was a lot of 
of talk about political uh, trade strife. regulations and trade, trade, regulations. trade regulations that's one of those things man he like, showed up if i'm not mistaken at one point in time he certainly did or at least something et adjacent um the damn uh the gungan war yeah and like that's the thing that stuff that's the stuff that like you, you can just so easily point to and be like all right well this was all this was this was bullshit this is the stuff that people complain about like all these these trade dispute talks and everything but like honestly if they had just handled the rest of it right that stuff is probably the most effective at being what it is you know the gungan battle was some fun eye candy which well, yeah, wouldn't that, be a problem if the rest of it wasn't <laughs> crap <laughs> it's it's a comparison thing like you look at the end and you go where the hell did this end come from why was there so much at that at that point it becomes filler like the first yeah, couple and of like, movies are just filler to get to this last 15 minutes to get me to the other three yeah, movies which, that i've already seen which now don't get me wrong i have a huge problem with the 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 movie in general like it's bane its main thing of how it shows Anakin turning into Darth Vader. I think that I think so much of what Revenge of the Sith does actually breaks Star Wars because if you're watching them in order, you've now ruined the most iconic scene in Star Wars because you know who he is the whole time. Right. So yeah. look at Rogue One. Like Rogue One, for example, is this wonderful side story that you don't need. You don't need that story to appreciate everything that happens in the in a new hope right you don't need that you just like you don't actually need to see anakin become darth vader to appreciate the character of anakin and 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 all of this stuff you don't actually need to see that but it's really cool if you do get to see it which is why rogue one doesn't work if you're first time viewing star wars you don't watch rogue one before you watch a new hope it doesn't work that way. It's no. designed as a prequel, not as a numbered this comes first, like the uh, the actual prequel trilogy is. Mm -hmm. So if they had done the prequels without actually implicitly saying and now showing this is how Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader, and here, here it is, this is episode three, and now watch four, five, and six, if they had somehow skirted around that and then done a Star Wars side story that shows the actual transformation... There, you've now solved this problem, and Star Wars isn't numerically busted anymore. But the other thing about Rogue One is there's a whole movie they used to tell how one piece of the puzzle got in place to set up New Hope, whereas there are 48 pieces of a puzzle being set up in the last 15 minutes of one movie. Yeah, which was it, it which is just astonishingly bad storytelling and in, in my humble opinion it's just it's so shockingly bad that like so they had these movies and they had this story that lucas wanted to tell but in making a prequel it's not just about the story that you want to tell you have to you have to pay homage to what you're making a prequel to. You have to make it fit that puzzle, you know, right. for all the flaws that um, Lord, uh, the Hobbit has for Lord of the Rings. It was, it was appropriate in a lot of ways at being a prequel. I, I still think those movies are general failures. Like they're not great. They don't really add much to uh, the Lord of the Rings, but they don't hurt them either. And they're appropriately scaled, you know, by the time you're done with the Hobbit, the stuff that happens in Lord of the Rings is still epic by comparison because you okay. still have that escalation. Right. Yeah. They yeah. didn't 
concern themselves with that when making the prequel trilogy. You know, you've got the Darth Maul fight and everything, and that's super cool. But when you get to Revenge of the Sith and you've got Anakin and Obi-Wan flipping around like ninjas and throwing their lightsabers around, and then the next chronological movie, they're having that very slow sword fight. Like, yeah, yeah, that was a product of its time and a product of the actors and all that, all that jazz, but it's, that's what happened. And so you have to take that into consideration, but they didn't. No, they didn't. So I I could go on and on. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little programming note. This week's episode of the Star Wars podcast is brought to you by Chris's Madness. (laughs) So oh, let's let let's get let's get off of that for a little bit. I'm curious to what what you guys have been watching on your own. Uh, I know Karen. I know what Karen and I have been watching a little bit on our own. But Evan, what have you been watching uh, just just on your own? That's not our feature topic. Um, uh, well, besides the '80s thing that you talked talked to us. Well, about no, for some weird reason, at one point in time during the week, I decided to start watch rewatching Reaper. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. How's it holding up? Because I remember liking that show. It, it's not. It's not bad. Like I'm enjoying it. <laughs> and that's, that's not what where you I thought want. you were going. <laughs> no, like it's not bad. Like it, it, I expect. Like you know, I wa- I really enjoyed it too when I first watched it. And you know, your brain does that thing where it, you know, rose-colored glasses kind of. And and I watched it again. I'm like, it is. It's it is a product of its time because there's certain people and there's certain. I don't know timing elements of it but it's not bad like the the dude who plays the devil is like one of the best versions of satan i've seen oh yeah um, he was one of my favorite things about that show he was great um the guy who plays sock the the overweight bearded guy like the the i don't know yeah, the comedic yeah. relief he he's his jokes still hit like the 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 um in he's Arrow, got great delivery he was in yeah. um uh, he was Hunk in Voltron. Yes. He also did his own little show for a bit. Uh, I want to say it was a Hulu thing where he was hunting ghosts or helping ghosts move on. But um, oh, Wild I Dog. remember that. Wild Dog from Arrow is also, like, he's the third in that little Oh, uh, my troop. God, you're right. <laughs> and he has I long hair. Him. Wow. That's and, where I know like, him from. It's fun. Like it's something I put on, and I it's I don't really have to pay attention to it, but I find myself like s- stopping what I'm doing and able to pay attention to it and enjoy, it. laugh at the, the the jokes at the right time. There, this is there's this through line because they work at a um a weird cross between like a Walmart and a Home Depot, mm-hmm. and their boss is a complete and total tool. But like at least once an episode, they do this joke. They like they 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 play, pull a prank on him in some way, shape, or form. And there was a, there was one um what uh Missy is it Missy Par something Paraguin I don't know the girl that he likes. There she's just sitting on at a on a, a like a, a a table or, or like a, a flatbed or something, and she's looking at her boss and she's eating a sandwich. And and the main character walks over and he goes, "What are you doing?" And she goes. I'm just looking at Ted, and he, Ted is circling his car, looking at the car, like in like deeply investigating this car. And he's like, "What is he doing?" And she's like, "Oh, I left a note with a phone number saying I'm sorry I damaged your car. <laughs> Call me." 
and he spent he spent like he's 45 minutes looking for the damage and he's like well whose phone number did you send did you leave just the regional managers so <laughs> at that juncture they go oh that that right there that sort of looks off and that and they point and they're like 25 30 feet away and he calls that number and he starts but you know for him what would be cursing out his boss i was like that's goddamn genius that's <laughs> like, that's, that's pretty brilliant it was it's it's holding up for me so that's that was what i was been putting on in the background as well as every time a um one of the arrow shows the uh -huh. Arrowverse shows pop up i try to watch that because there is Crisis so, is coming. Oh my god, I am so excited for Crisis. <laughs> Did you see the new trailer that dropped today? No, I'm trying to avoid it. I want <laughs> oh, okay. I'm trying to avoid it, but every every image, every every it's it is as if it was made specifically for me. <laughs> and I'm happy about that. <sighs> I do love your excitement level over it. It's pretty adorable. It, okay, so think about it. I, uh, my age, 35 plus years of comic book dumb is stored in my brain, and I'm getting to see it on screen, slightly tweaked for a modern viewership, but it's it's there. Like, yeah, this is fun. Yes! And now I just have to wait another, like, month to get the whole thing, right? It, it's... It's, yeah, it's yeah, first it's half be... is in December, and then a couple of weeks later, the second the half. First, it starts this weekend, doesn't it? No. I think it's closer uh, to the end of the month, right? Huh. I, I think, uh, I think it's closer like, to the end of the month, and then they take a two-week break, and then... Yeah, they're doing the January. holiday hiatus in the middle of it, which is a real pain in the ass. I'd like so. to do a holiday hiatus. Can I, can I do that? <laughs> We're taking a holiday hiatus. <laughs> yeah, but we are talking about the... Anywho... Um, and it, one other thing that I had noticed because I use, um, an Amazon fire stick to watch whatever I watch on my TV begins Sunday, December 8th. Okay. I'm full of crap. <laughs> Never listen to me. December you say something? 8th. It just seems like <laughs> it seems I'm all fucked up because of late Thanksgiving. Late Thanksgiving will be the death of us all. Yeah, man. It's, it's completely the new peak TV. Oh, that's, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh. We haven't really spoken. It's delicious. It was it was great. It was a little bit chaotic, but it was fun. We had fifteen Qu people here. You hosted, right? Like yes, you did. six yeah. of whom were children. Oh, and uh, oh, and they, they stayed gravy. over and went to work uh, the following morning. Yeah, uh, I think uh, it just to tie this into back to viewing, if not TV, for a second. We always watch. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation after Thanksgiving dinner to kick off the Christmas season. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And uh, our children have never really been that enthralled by it because you know it's 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 more adult and it's yeah. you know not yeah. that obviously funny to a little kid. But uh, for the first time this year, our six-year-old sat and watched at least most of it, if not all of it, and like got the jokes and was laughing at the slapstick humor and like didn't get everything in fact like the scene where uh he's watching the girl in the swimming pool mm -hmm. and he's like don't take your bathing suit off because <laughs> he had no idea what was going on in that but like the rest of it you know he laughed about the car going under the truck he laughed about chevy chase falling off a ladder and i'm like this is freaking gold man the yeah, kid knows pretty, where he's supposed to sweet. laugh 
Yeah. <laughs> so we we went to um, a friend's thing. Like it was a, a group of locals, and and we were hanging out. And for some reason, like that's that's my understanding is the normal tradition is you know a, a lampoon movie. They turned on. They hunted down the clip of the turkey drop from WKRP in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Have you ever have you heard of this or seen it? Yes. No. So I haven't. Okay, have you, Chris? No, no. Oh I my haven't. god. Okay, so WKR. Do you know what WKRP in Cincinnati is? Uh, is it a radio station in Cincinnati? It is oh a television god. show about a radio station in Cincinnati. And I see. for Thanksgiving one year, they did this thing as a promotion, and they did a turkey drop. So they helicoptered in live turkeys and released them, or what that was what it was supposed to be. But apparently, the plan goes awry. They were throwing turkeys out of a helicopter <laughs> at height, <laughs> and these turkeys. And the 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 whole I don't know four or five minute scene is a guy on scene talking about what he's seeing. So you don't actually see anything. And it's this little meek dude with glasses, and he's like, oh, the horror. They, they seem to be forming a mob. They are now attacking me. So it goes on and on. And the last thing, the, the, the general manager of, of the, the, the radio station looks at everybody and goes, my, God is my witness. I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> and I forgot that line. <laughs> so that made it, it like that's that's now a tradition for me. Well, that's great. Oh, that is a classic. I'm I'm glad you got to see it and I'm surprised that I haven't made you see it, dear. Well, there's always next year. There take you go. advantage of that. On the flip side of that, I tried to watch Charlie Brown Thanksgiving with our kids. And first of all, I couldn't get it. Really? Yeah, it was, I think, I looked it up and they were like, it's on Prime. And I was like, great. And then I went to Prime and they were like, give me $3. And I was like, no. <laughs> so then I went to YouTube because I'm like, somebody put this on YouTube, like for reals. And all I could find was people who did like a playlist of clips from it. And it was so like just janky and cut up and redistributed. And and also it's the peanuts from the 70s and my kids are three and six. They were bored to tears. They're like, <laughs> yeah. "Can we watch The Grinch, please?" <laughs> it was, uh, it was not good. Don't don't make your little ones watch that, guys. <laughs> <coughs> oh, so yeah, like it holds up, but not the way it holds up for us. <laughs> it it holds up for us yeah. because we didn't know any better at the time. Yeah, the, the stuff was the, slower in the in the age of everything we have now. It's going to be lost, pretty much. But to be fair, the kids did relatively enjoy Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yes. So. Oh, that's good. That still stacks. We we got our Christmas tree up, and uh, we watched Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, as as is my tradition. Whenever we are decorating the tree, that movie goes on. Nice. And they also checked out the new the Illumination Grinch movie from last year, which I hadn't seen, and it was uh, it was it was better than I feared it it might have been. It was a heck of a lot better than the Jim Carrey one. Oh, heck shut yeah. up your face. That is a nightmare. Yes, it and, is. Uh, What's yes. wrong with you, Evan? And that's what it's supposed to be. No. No, it's supposed to be a children's movie, not a horror movie. <laughs> All that live action Dr. Seuss stuff was 
horrifying. God, the yeah. who's are so grotesque. They're just, oh. Well, that, oh. that all started with, what's his name? Mike Myers doing Cat in the Hat, right? Well, Grinch was first, and then they was followed it? up with Cat in the Hat, the physical manifestation of fear. And <laughs> it just I think it stopped after that because I think like a, a kid must have died or something. Like, I'm sure they were, like, just sweeping bodies out of a movie theater after it was over. Like, okay, we've gone too far. We've, we've crossed a line, and we should stop now. And they switched over to, to CG, because I guess that's safer. We watched a Christmas movie today on Netflix called Klaus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was really good. That. Really, oh, yeah. really good. Like, I'm not lying. I must have teared up five or six times. Like, great story. Beautifully arts. The, the art style is beautiful. And it has, um, oh, shit. I just forgot his the voice that of Santa Claus. He does those um, insurance commercials now. It's going to come to me. It could be anybody. Literally yeah. anybody. Allstate? Yes. Okay, the Allstate guy. What's his name? Allstate guy? Nope. Uh, he was Mr. the... Mr. Allstate? Steve he, Allstate guy? <laughs> he was the, the the bad guy in the Veronica Mars new season. Pat Oswalt? Well, the, the the guy that you were led to believe was the bad guy throughout the entirety of the show, not actually Pat Oswalt. Oh, J.K. Simmons. J. Oh, Simmons. Dude, that's Farmers. That's not Farmers. I'm sorry. Guy. He's a Farmers sorry. Insurance. How dare you we mix up are. your insurance farmers. companies <laughs> like that? <laughs> yes. And it was funny because, like, for the first, I don't know, 45 minutes of the movie, Klaus didn't speak. Like, he said one, two words at most. And I was like... Did they just put his name on here to get people to watch this and he's not going to speak the entirety of the movie? That changed. It was it was a great, great Christmas movie. So. Nice. So I have to bear that one in mind. Yeah. Now, moving moving away from Christmas a little bit, Karen, okay. I know there is uh, some stuff that you've been watching and or some news that you definitely want to talk about. So oh, what, what, what do you have cooking? Yeah. In? Well, uh, let's see. Just to follow up on the past... Uh, past episodes i did finish watching all of dickinson loved the the ever-loving shit out of it (laughs) loved Um, it yeah look forward to my love letter to that show coming later this month on geek aid Uh, i've been watching a shit ton of supernatural mostly because i finished whatever i was watching before that and i was like I need something I'm not going to run out of anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's and also that's, a, go, that's a, a certainty. Like that, that thing is <laughs> an that's that's a solid choice. <laughs> I'm in season eight, and then they finally just got to the like the Men of Letters in the bunker, and I'm like, oh shit! I didn't realize the Men of Letters have been around this long. Yeah, we're also watching. We're also watching it. Uh, f- what season are they in currently? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yes. So we are uh, in fourteen now mm. catching up because neither one of us have actually <laughs> seen it i'm in season eight and i'm roughly halfway through yeah seriously <laughs> um and i also thought it would be fitting to like rewatch the whole thing leading up to the finale mm-hmm. of the show so you know that i can fully cry all of my brains out the proper tears that <laughs> um, it deserves yes yeah. and i'm not gonna complain about Having Jensen Ackles purr in my ear all day long while I am bored at work. <laughs> um, but I think the thing that I'm like really psyching myself up for is they just announced, I think yesterday, finally, they they put out a, tr- uh, a teaser image 
for something. And then they finally, the what? something turned out to be a trailer for the new season of Doctor Who. But at the end of it, they didn't even say what the release date was going to be. It was just like, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. And then it came along with like a little press release that was like, Doctor Who will premiere very early in 2020. And I'm like, would you, t- it, this show has been off the air for a year. This is bullshit. Just give us a date. And then a week later, they did. They came out with a second trailer. Boom. Awesome. And uh, it's coming back New Year's Day. So I don't know that it's not going to be a New Year's special, though. It's just like the first episode of the season, which seems to be a uh, take on um, Skyfall, uh, James Bond Skyfall. Okay. Like a kind of spy adventure kind of thing. And the name of the episode is something like spy fall or so it's got the word fall in it i don't know but okay. looks really good i'm um, really psyched the show is finally coming back uh I what only... is the advantage to hiding the release date i, I don't know like what is they're just wrong fucking with BBC? being cute they're just being cute and it's not cute it's not cute it's obnoxious like seriously you want people to make plans to watch this thing right so you start releasing trailers that are intentionally obscuring the release date? Yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah, only to give us only knowing that a week later you're gonna give it. <laughs> like, I guess it's a way to generate more buzz and have people more people talking about the show when they finally 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 give you the actual information you're looking for but like it's dumb there's gotta be a like just release both trailers like why not just a week later hey congratulations here's another new trailer like that wouldn't have accomplished the same thing like you gotta tease you have to tease that there's gonna be an announcement and then i love the zeal both of you have for your things this is it's just bananas i was talking about much about this the other day and it was just like why is this so stupid and he didn't know, and I didn't know. <laughs> but it is astonishingly stupid. if Matt much stupid. doesn't know, nobody knows. Right? <laughs> no, seriously, it's like, it's like hey, we're, when, when they talk about, like, you know, they do movie trailers, and you, they don't have the release date yet, it's because they haven't set the damn release date yet. Right. And they want you to know what that release date is as soon as humanly possible so that you can make plans. Mm-hmm. And, and this one is just BBC being like, eh. And like they do that stupid stuff with their commercial breaks where they show you like a part of the scene that hasn't happened yet and then it's like, no more. Yeah. God, BBC is like just pissing me off to no end. Yeah. Um, so Matt messaged me uh, that something was making him him mad, and then it, it made him wonder, "How's Karen?" <laughs> uh, and then he said, "It's just that they did a three second teaser for their upcoming trailer." Like, okay, but why? And my only answer was because they like to drive me insane. <laughs> Clearly, you're not wrong, Matt. You're not wrong. Oi. So yeah. Um, that's i'm just gonna be watching a whole lot more supernatural until we get doctor who and some other things finally i am been chipping away at call the midwife that show this the most recent season of call the midwife debuted in january i'm still (laughs) working on it (laughs) like every once in a while i'm like Oh. I need something nice and gentle (laughs) (laughs) oh that show still exists let's let's check that one out yeah, that's oh. the show that 
when I told Chris I was going to rewatch Downton Abbey before the movie came out, he was like, won't that make you cry at work? And I'm like, no, you're thinking of Call the Midwife. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Downton Abbey also made me cry at work. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, I guess I'll bring up the rear on this, and uh, obviously I've been watching Clone Wars nonstop for a while, uh, but that's done. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, on my own, I haven't really been doing a whole lot besides Clone Wars, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a YouTube series that I I am very... It is kind of my go-to for background sound. Um, This guy, Jeremy Parrish, uh, basically does mini documentaries on uh on like game by game kind of thing like video games so right. he'll do game boy works and he will go through the chronological releases for the game boy one by one and just each individual episode is a full breakdown on the game its history and who made it and why and what it's like and they're just endlessly fascinating uh so that, that's usually what i put on while i'm uh doing dishes or whatever but my individual watching has really just been relegated to clone wars but karen and i together uh, have been spending some time with a with a couple of great shows. Um, it, we're probably going to bring these up as like well, we already did with Watchmen, right? We mm-hmm. continued watching Watchmen, and woo, <laughs> wow, whoa, buddy, yeah, seriously, we're four episodes deep in that one now. I think they're up to six, or maybe the, the, six the or sixth seven. one just aired, or the seventh just aired. Um, but boy, that show has been impressing the crap out of me. Yeah, and like I keep saying when we watch it, like I don't know what's going on in this show, but I like it. Yeah, because it's weird. <laughs> it's weird as fuck. Yeah, have you been watching anyone? No, watching? I have. I haven't because it's it's. I feel like it's a show that I have to sit down and actually watch. Oh yeah. So, yeah, you really do need to be paying attention to it. That's yeah. That's, you can't futz around with that. Now with my work schedule changing, <clears throat> and I have some more time before. And then as soon as I get home at like somewhere between 1130 and 1230 at night, it usually takes me like an hour to wind down. I'm going to end up picking things like that to throw on and watch so that it, Mm -hmm. you know, I could decompress. But I got to make sure that, you know, the missus doesn't want to watch it either. So Uh, she's already asleep by the time I get home. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've also uh, similar to Watchmen, uh, which has been. Yeah, I, I we already talked about you know the things we like about this show, and all I can mm-hmm. say is that it just it has been continuously, it's it's kept up that quality and has just been completely fascinating. Like every every single plot line, every single character, everything that's going on is fascinating. There is no part of it that I look at and be like, all right, well this guy's on the screen now, so I'm just gonna pull out my phone and read something. <laughs> but, and like, everybody in it is fantastic. Like yeah. especially Regina King. And uh, whoever that woman is playing Laurie, she's great, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, they brought, like, Silk Spectre's on the show. Oh, really? Well, I okay. thought that was her daughter. Oh, she was also Silk Spectre. She was Silk Spectre, too. Electric so the, Okay. Yeah, there's the original Silk Spectre <laughs> who was, uh, uh, like, with Dr. Manhattan when he was still human. And then, uh, you know, she got old and Dr. Manhattan was dating her daughter, who also became Silk Spectre. Uh, in a which very different why, outfit. Very different outfit, yeah. And uh, she apparently carries around a giant blue dildo in a uh, briefcase, which is, you know, struck me as odd for a minute. And then I remembered, oh, wait, she's really fucked up in the head. So, yeah. all right. <laughs> Good yeah. times. Good. Go go team. Um, no, this show is really, really freaking good. Um, I won't say on the opposite side of the spectrum, but on, on a very different flavor, we've also been keeping up on His Dark Materials. Okay. Um, 
which is also a weird show, but I understand what's going on. Yeah, it's a lot easier to <laughs> a lot easier to follow. It's okay. definitely a lot less adult. <laughs> okay, so a lot it, less. they are veering towards. Are they veering towards the the children's tale? Not really children's tale so much as I'd say older, uh, more a serious take on young adult. I would say almost say okay. You know, there's not a lot of curse words or you know extreme violence. Is it dark um, and gritty like Archie? Uh, there are indeed uh, dark materials in the show <laughs> and they belong to a man and they do they do belong Shocker. to a man yep he okay. has a penis uh so no it's 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 very interesting it's not as interesting as Watchmen. i think that's that's my problem with it i think i'd be enjoying it a lot more if there wasn't this other show or actually more than one other show that i'm just like really into uh and then this one is like it, it's setting up some good stuff and whenever it does reveal something going on in the story, I'm thinking like, okay, that's cool. That's that's interesting. But it's not it's not the home run that I hoped it was going to be. At least not yet. Because I feel like once this... It's doing an awful lot of setup, and I have this suspicion that the stuff that it's doing is going to start paying off, and it's going to get really good. But that's just a feeling that I have. Well, we shall hopeful. see. The other one that I'm super into that I, I'll stop talking about because uh, I had said last week that my pick was going to be Mandalorian. Um, oh, right, right, right. So obviously we, we watched that and we are caught up Damn, on it because one. I, I can't stop watching it. Like, I, not that this is a surprise, you know, shocker. I love the new Star <laughs> Wars thing that everybody loves, you know, big surprise. Uh, so I won't go into too much detail. I, I'll just say that we've been watching it and I am absolutely in love with it it is just great um nice and you guys have to hear him giggle anytime baby yoda's on the screen it's ridiculous i can't take it i cannot take how cute that thing is i i love him so much i would take a bullet for him in a heartbeat oh i i will say that the um just just to clarify um i know there is a large vocal audience on social media that's saying you know Last Jedi ruined Star Wars. Everything Disney Star Wars, Disney Star Wars is bad. I don't want to see any of those movies ever again. But The Mandalorian is great. You should have done this in the first place. I am not one of those people. I think the new Star Wars movies are great, and I think Mandalorian is great. So I don't want anyone mistaking me saying that I'm loving The Mandalorian in spite of other new Star Wars. No, no, I love it all, and Mandalorian is because wonderful. he's a Star Wars whore. I Star am. Wars. I am a bona fide official. Alex Conaway approved Star Wars horror. And I'm just grateful for the addition of Baby Yoda to like meme culture. Yeah. Because it's Yoda, out of control. And that also so brought cute. in uh, Jabba, Jabba, Baby Jabba. So that. Yeah, I saw that. And like I responded like, and they did that already. And it was freaking gross. <laughs> there was a Baby Jabba on, uh, on Clone Wars and it was not attractive. Huts <laughs> <laughs> in Clone Wars. Ugh. Zero the hut, terrible. Um, read my reviews anyway. Um, before we I, take a, before we hit the break, yeah. I feel like you're wrapping up. I I, I yeah. want to make a comment about this the the streaming like because this is this is involved with me sifting through how I'm watching my television now, mm -hmm. and I watch I watch everything on my fire my fire stick, and it has the Netflix style setup that you know it's it's bars. And there was a full bar for other streaming services. And I wrote some of them down 
because it's not the you know the standard Apple Plus or you know HBO Now, and I wanted to just share them with you and their <laughs> values very quickly. Okay. okay. Um, CBS for four four ninety nine, and this is all half price. Keep in mind, all of these prices okay. are half price now. CBS four ninety nine, Epics two ninety nine, BritBox three forty nine, BET Plus four ninety nine, Nick Hits three ninety nine, MTV Hits. Two ninety nine Masterpiece Theater two ninety nine PBS Kids two forty nine Noggin three ninety nine Boomerang two forty nine Shudder two forty nine Up Faith and Family two forty nine Sundance Now three forty nine Comedy Central Now one ninety nine Motor Trend two forty nine Smithsonian Channel Plus two forty nine and PBS Living one forty nine. Holy Jesus, dude! Wow. Uh, well, I, to only, be fair, like, who who wants all that? I mean, that's that right there that? <clears throat> at those prices. That's actually pretty similar to the a la carte that I've always wanted. I mean, like, okay, well, exactly. I'm super in a documentary series, so yeah, I'll do the Smithsonian one, but I don't need, you know, maybe uh, your PBS thing will now show up something. on MTV Hits, Chris. Maybe who knows? We should check that out. That thing we that you we've been hunting yeah, for. <laughs> we need a we need a hashtag. We need to get a trending. We need yeah. a social media campaign. I it was just it was funny because as I was like I saw it and they're they're all like these green boxes and it just set like it's just words, there's no imagery. And I just for chits and giggles started scrolling to the right because it only shows five at a clip and it kept going and going and going and going. I'm like, holy crap, there's a lot of these now. And yeah. it has become a la carte so that $150 that we mentioned from a news article however long ago mm-hmm. that's incorrect because that's just the big ones yeah well I mean a lot of what you were saying there isn't actually streaming services as we know them they're not like Netflix they are just the streaming versions of the broadcast channels you know right but like but boomerang the- is a channel but if you want to pay for just boomerang you can do that but it's not going to be like it's not like a separate Netflix or anything like that. It's just well, this is the this it's, is the content on the Boomerang. It's an channel. app that I can get on oh, Fire Stick. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It just seemed that it seemed excessive to me. <laughs> it is I, a what lot. actually what hit me was MTV hits, and I was like, really hits, <laughs> hits. Come on, <laughs> it's just you know people from MTV hitting each other. It's that I it's would actually pay quite for. Half title. <laughs> I would pay two ninety nine for that. Well, speaking of st- streaming services, before I go to the break, uh, there was two other things I wanted to mention. Uh, one, uh, both both on Netflix. Uh, one was that the Dragon Prince new season came out, and I have yet to start it, but it is like really making me itch that I haven't started it because every time I turn on Netflix, <laughs> it's just there, real big. Like, hey, check out the Dragon Prince, and I'm like, Ba-boom. I would love to. <laughs> Ba-boom. Yeah, it's like seriously, that's worth viewing alone just to hear uh, Bait do the Netflix sound. In the beginning. Even when any other Netflix show show starts up now, Bait <laughs> plays in my head <laughs> every time we watch. Like because we watched. Okay, so we watched Shiro with the kids, and we started up, and it goes, and I just go Ba-boom. <laughs> Oh, can I throw in one other thing I was watching with the kids? Oh, yeah. Real quick, I watched the, uh, finally got to the mini season of Queer Eye Wear in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you, like, such a different animal from the, like, the mainstream or, you know, original recipe show. It's just so great. 
Um, I feel like the show could go worldwide and do like episodes in every country in the world uh, because there's so many different problems in like Japanese society versus American society like that if you didn't do another season in another country, you never would have like you never would have seen a person with the the issues that you saw in the Japan season in America. You just you, you just wouldn't see it because they don't it, they don't have the same social issues. Mm-hmm. It was really fascinating. Huh. And another thing they did is they um they had a translator um but they didn't show them. So the queer eye guys would be speaking English and then the translator would be off camera translating and then the Japanese people spoke Japanese and it was subtitled. I thought that was really great to like, you know, make it just um, more authentic. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't try to like voice them over or anything. Yeah, yeah uh, it was, I think that would have been distracting. Definitely. But um, yeah, I highly recommend uh, if you haven't gotten to the Queer Eye Japan season, check it out. I guess the last thing that I'll mention is uh, it was pointed out to me that uh, a new story popped up that Mystery Science Theater 3000 on Netflix has been canceled. Mm. Uh, it's it is not as bad a news as it seems. Uh, it just seems like. Are so we getting a Mystery gotten, Science Theater three thousand channel now? Well, there already are Mystery Science Theater channels. Uh, uh-huh. There's one on. Uh, they're they're launching a Twitch channel actually. That's twenty four hour Mystery Science Theater, and they already have a one on God Pluto TV. That's just twenty four hours of Mystery Science Theater. Uh, I'm trying to find the email. Um, uh, uh, <clears throat> All right, so the last paragraph, this is from the, the actual email to the Kickstarter backers. It says, now, I, I know you might have questions about the future of Mystery Science Theater, but as you've seen over the last four years, we are just as dedicated to keeping MST3K alive as ever. And I want to remind you that there are still lots of options for us to explore in the years to come. This isn't our first rodeo. So while this might be the end of the first chapter of Bring Back MST3K, don't worry, it's not the last chapter. So... Uh, Netflix will continue to to stream the return and the gauntlet, uh, as and and from the uh, email along with a healthy selection of classic episodes, uh, they'll stay on Netflix. And it doesn't seem like they're parting in any sort of like, oh, they had a huge falling out. It's like I'm sure the show wasn't doing the numbers that Netflix wants it to do, maybe, uh, or maybe just the whole process of getting the movie, the, the rights to the movies to put on Netflix or whatever. It could be any number of things. We, we don't know when we probably never will. But uh, I, I was kind of braced for that, like, oh, it's not actually the end. It's just changing networks, which, you know, Mystery Science Theater has done a couple of times before. So it's a thing. Uh, any Misties out there who have just been seeing the headlines of Netflix cancels Mystery Science Theater... Um, Try not to try not to be too worried. There's a very large and active audience uh, for this now. Like they just finished up their 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 tour, uh, yet another tour. I think this was Joel's last one. Um, the new Mystery Science Theater is doing great. It's got a big uh, big fan base, and that's the long and the short of it. So uh, with this behind us, we are going to do uh, take ourselves a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to hit up our feature topic, which is BoJack Horseman Christmas Special, Sabrina's Christmas Wish. You are listening to this week's episode from Geekade.com, so stick around. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content, no matter what your geek is. 
Each week, you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Muckbane right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. uh, We got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know, we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlor Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Uh, that was a fun commercial break, wasn't it, guys? Yay, Woo-hoo! commercials. Woohoo! We talked about slave labor, slave labor and children. We sure did. You know what? We just went through that whole thing about what we've been watching on TV, and none of us mentioned the parade. <laughs> I we saw. I did watch the great. parade, but I did see an image of Spider-Man doing something inappropriate to the 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 float in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> to miss that oh, was it the, the balloon because the balloon was um the balloons were flying so low because of the wind yeah well anyway <laughs> um the, the feature topic tonight so all month long we're going to be doing our uh some of our favorite or just not in general picking christmas episodes of tv things to to tv shows tv things hi i'm a professional editor uh, <laughs> Uh, talking about TV Christmas episodes of TV shows, holiday episodes of TV shows that we uh, that we want to want to discuss, and I picked BoJack Horseman Christmas Special, Sabrina's Christmas Wish. Uh, I picked this one because I haven't seen it before. Um, I why it, it's not part of any season like listed on Netflix. It's just its own separate thing, and I didn't even know it existed until I don't know way after it happened because I didn't watch BoJack as it aired originally. Uh, so. When it came time to 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 cough up a a Christmas special to watch this season, I was like, "Well, you know what? Let's let's do this one because I've never seen it and I don't know what it's about." So, a uh, quick recap on what it is: uh, if you've never seen BoJack Horseman before, it is a very strange cartoon about a horsed man that lives in a world where animal people are just a thing, and um, he was the star of a, a <laughs> he was on a, back in the '90s. He was on a very famous TV show. That's the the end credits theme song uh, 
alludes to, and he was the titular character, and he's just kind of a really effed up human, well, not human being, horse being. Horse, but, uh, horse being. And he has uh, this. This seems to take place pretty early in the show's run because uh, in the for the first season two, maybe three, uh, this dude named Todd Chavez uh, lives on his couch, and this episode is basically Todd. Uh, coming into Bojack's room for Christmas, uh, waking up and saying we should watch the old Christmas special from his sitcom that he was on, which was called Horsin' Around. And that's kind of what this episode was, was just it was an the episode, episode of Horsin' Around. <laughs> with, uh, yeah, it was an episode in an episode. It was sort of like a mystery science theater version, because they cut to Bojack and Todd like commenting on the episode and how terrible it was. Yeah, which was... Wow. Um, so oh, I'm I'm curious, what did you guys think of this? Uh, uh, Evan, why don't you go first? Because you weren't sitting next to me while we were watching it. <laughs> so I I can't remember how I felt about BoJack Horseman the first time. We've, dis- we've discussed this show before. Yeah. And I don't remember how I felt about... I'm, I'm Honestly, it took me three tries to watch this episode because I kept falling asleep on it. Like I literally <laughs> fell asleep on it this afternoon. <laughs> trying to watch it and then right before and I and my brain said you watched it and then right before we I was getting ready to set up to, to record it I'm like shit I didn't watch the episode so I ran back out into the living room fast forwarded like the first 10 12 minutes because I knew I had seen that and then watched the end of it so yeah ah, this okay there were things about this episode I liked a lot like when um they're watching the show, and it's obviously filmed in front of a live studio audience because mm-hmm. there's a dude that keeps <laughs> yelling things. And I wrote, I, they wrote it down. That's my favorite line. She said it again. <laughs> Kiss her. He's doing the thing he said he wasn't. Um, <laughs> um, there was a what? And at the very end, he said, fire that Jew. And I, I was like, what? So when he calls his boss and he says, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come into work because I'm gonna spend the time with my family, that dude yells because the boss says, Yeah, if Goldstein wants to come in and work, he could find someplace else to work. And that dude yells, <laughs> Fire that Jew. And I was like, Wow. <laughs> It is a Christmas special. How's that? <laughs> it is a it, it is indeed that. Um, Karen, what about you? What are your thoughts? I was very impressed with how well they nailed the um, just the eighties slash nineties cheesy sitcominess of it all. With the you know one character that had uh, a, ta- a laugh line that like hit every time, and then another one had like this tagline laugh line that never hit. Yeah. And just the the, the stereotypes <laughs> of the the characters, like they were caricatures and all the notes and all the beats of like and my I think my favorite part of it was like the meta commentary from Bojack and Todd, or mostly Bojack, about like how this is all garbage and like nobody nobody should like these things and especially in light of how much nostalgia culture there is these days 
and it's sort of indiscriminate. It's like, it doesn't matter if it's good or not. If you have nostalgia for it, like, it becomes popular again. And it's like, some things shouldn't. Yeah. So I really appreciated that that viewpoint. Until you just said that right now, because I was also appreciating... That was, that was my favorite thing about this. This was, I did find, pretty hard to watch because... Man, those old sitcoms like Family Ties and uh, Yep, Full House and whatnot. Like, but this is on Netflix, the, the the place where you can watch Fuller House, which is literally this. I just never pieced that together. That like, oh wow, yeah, this is a uh, that that's really funny that this is also on Netflix, which is it, it kind of reminds me of like The Simpsons constantly bashing Fox, you know. It. There were (laughs) this. uh, It was rough, man. It was rough. It was because they they really committed to that, um, especially in the beginning. They really committed to being that like and they always do that on this show when they show clips of horsing around like it is always exactly that. But they never show like a full episode of horsing around like uninterrupted like this. Not that it was uninterrupted, but like this was just an episode of that show. And it is. Just saccharine bullshit, <laughs> top to bottom. And I think that that having a an example of a full episode, especially of a special episode of this show, I mean, I don't, I've, I have yet to see BoJack Horseman. Don't at me. Um, but given my understanding of the show, uh, I think that I would think that it would lend a lot to the character of BoJack that he he has enough respect for himself to realize that he made his name on this horrible piece of shit. Yeah. And that, no, that contributes a lot to the, the problems that he has. It, it does. And that does come up uh, in the show. That is, that is definitely a thing that is a part of this show's DNA and watching a full episode of, of this was yeesh. It, it, it's like going back and watching a full episode of Full House, you know? I, I mean, I don't know about you, but anytime I do that, it's like it was like that time I went back and watched uh, Voltron. Like, ooh. Ooh, that didn't work. <laughs> this was this was not Mine was I mean, Perfect right Strangers. Down. Like, <laughs> I tried watching that again, and I, and I it, it, it's rough. It's rough. It definitely had things to say about shows of that type right down to naming one of the actors on the show within a show. What was his last name? Something Hitler Smith. <laughs> like that was the name of the, the guy that played the, the, the boy on the show. Oh my God. I didn't even pick, I didn't even pick that up. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah it, it, it's was, a t- his like last his name, name literally like, had Hitler in Hitler, it. Hitler in it. <laughs> yeah. I noted that. I saw that. <laughs> there was a, there was the goober. I don't know if he's. I'm assuming he's a recurring character. He's a dude that played Santa in the middle of the the uh, the episode. I mean, episode. I've never seen him before. Um, okay, but so, I assume that. Oh, geez, this was season two, episode zero. So this aired between seasons one and two. Wow, yeah, that 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 when, adds up. When he shows up and he's playing Santa Claus, and then they 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 get through that scene with him, and now he's sitting on the couch. I I it, I just barely caught it. But he is sitting there with the the other the boy the younger boy, and the ho- and Bojack is talking to Sabrina, and he has a magazine, he's reading a magazine, and the kid reaches over, takes the magazine out of his hand, turns it over, 
so that it's right side up and hands it back to him. <laughs> and it was so in the background. I was like, they spent that is one of those guy falls in the background jokes. Like, but wow, like, that's it, it's not even. But it's not even like it was an accident thing that just happened. Like they animated that. They did that on purpose. Yes, they that's took the time about that in a cartoon setting. That character, but the Goober, um, I, I, I'm sh- he may have showed up in the show at some point, and I just did a rewatch of this recently, and uh, that's just not sticking out to me at all. But he was voiced by uh, Fred Savage. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of, right. of course, he was. <laughs> there's, there's a, a, a really the voice cast in this show has always been like pretty top notch, uh, and and always weirds me out because uh, you know BoJack is voiced by Will Arnett, who is somebody who's I've never really enjoyed him in anything before, but I think he's amazing at this uh, as BoJack. Um, Isn't he also Batman in the Lego movies? Well, that's true. Yeah, all right. I did enjoy him as that. His good, voice. Good we like his voice. <laughs> we do. We like his voice. Uh, and Aaron Paul, who made his, you know, made his name in um, uh, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. He's he's Todd. Like, talk about a different <laughs> character. <laughs> all right. Uh, but then you also have the one that uh, kind of weirded me out because this guy's been on the show a lot. Uh, but the um, the director of Horse and Around, as well as the guy who played Mister Liberator, his boss on the mm-hmm. phone uh, was Stanley Tucci. Oh my God. Really? And I, I always, I was every time I, when I was watching the show originally, I'd think to myself like, boy, I, I really recognize this guy's voice, but I can't place it. And when I finally looked it up, like a couple seasons in, I couldn't believe it was Stanley Tucci. Like, wow. Like he's on this show a lot and he's done a lot of work with the show and it's Stanley freaking Tucci. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Well, you got to get a paycheck every once in a while, I guess. You know? Well, I mean, I, I don't imagine that this is one of those like paycheck things. I imagine it's the kind of thing that I don't imagine the people involved in this show are people who are trying to collect a paycheck. I, I just assume that anyone involved in this project is there because they want to be. Like, Yeah, it, there is something like, I mean, granted, I think it's a little it's weird for this to have been a weird pick for this to have been my first ever, ever episode of BoJack to see all the way through. <laughs> But I think that it gave me, like, a window into how genius the show is and how the the writers are. Just mm-hmm. for nailing, like, such, like, it's it's just note perfect for what it is. Like, Sabrina's wish, like, her first wish is, like, a personalized pen and pencil set. Which is a thing that a kid on one of those cheesy specials would totally ask for. And at the same time, a thing that no real human child would ever ask for. And then they, like, shoehorned some backstory about how she never had her own thing. And, like, it just was, like, really deep and interesting. Like, no, they really thought about this and they picked the perfect thing for every beat of this special. You're you're 100% right. And that's one of the things that I appreciate so much about this show is its constant attention to detail. And it's it is jam packed top to bottom every single episode with attention to detail. There's there's constant visual gags, um, and, and even sometimes like completely stupid visual gags, which are great because sometimes the show gets pretty heady. And you'll also just a scene later there'll be like, well, here's what a chameleon looks like in this world. Yeah, you know, what what does a chameleon human do? And like he's just standing around blending into things or something. Like it's it's just these weird little throwaway things, but it is a constant attention to detail. Like I was reading today that um 
somebody listed it as a, a blooper or like a mistake in the first episode of Horsin' Around. There are already pictures of him and his family up on the wall when like the first episode of Horsin' Around is him getting the orphans. But there's no doubt in my mind that that was like very intentional as in like that is an intentional blooper that would have existed on this show that they would already have family pictures in the background of this set that they created for this show. So yeah. And we, but we did cover this on the show once before, right? So you've seen at least yeah. one episode besides this before. Yeah. Sorry. That flew out of my brain. <laughs> if I okay. recall, I think that was another episode that was like atypical for the show. Yeah. Cause I was having a hard, I was really struggling with how do you, how do you pick an episode of this show that is, it's, it's hard to get a, it's hard to really put your finger on what makes this show tick with a single episode. Um, but as far as being a Christmas special, uh, it, it worked for me. It's not something I'm going to go back to often. Um, but, uh, it was, or ever really, uh, but it was, it was, <laughs> I mean, I might throw it, toss it in when I'm doing a full series rewatch at some point, but, uh, it, it didn't really, it was, it's funny because it does all that commentary on, you know, the, the, the bullshit nature of Christmas specials on all TV shows, but it itself is a superfluous Christmas special, which is just wonderful top to yeah. bottom so uh yeah man and and, um, and i don't know if you noticed they did do eight of them for that for horsing around that was like the last line or the last scene is you know well you know we can hang around and watch the rest of them there there were eight christmas specials for horsing around yes there were God. well uh all right thumbs up thumbs down what do you guys think <laughs> give it a thumbs up yeah i give it a i give it a i give it a solid thumbs up just just based on the effort of it not an overall watchability but a thumbs up as in like you you committed to this well done Uh, i'll give it the same for that reason (laughs) (laughs) i mean i like the fact that the loud audience member is listed as a cast member on imdb Loud that sold audience it. member. That sold it for me. So. Raphael Bob Waxberg. Why do I know this guy? Hmm. I don't know why. Because I looked at I just looked him up. I looked at his credits. I didn't recognize him from anything else. Yeah, no, I don't recognize him at all. But good for him. <laughs> his picture on IMDb looks like a loud audience member. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, and Christian Schall as the voice of Sabrina. Man, oh man. What a... Yeah, who were th- who were the other kids? All right, so Sabrina was Christian Shaw, obviously. Um, yeah, Ethan mm-hmm. is Adam Conover, the one with the 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 catchphrase that didn't catch on. Uh, yeah, it was in, a yowza bobowza. As in Adam ruins everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, Allison Brie. Yeah, Allison Brie. I think that's so it, right? There's, there's some the names in this show, so there really are. Um, and I, what this show does with Margot Martindale is amazing. <laughs> Because Marco Martindale plays herself on this show. Character <laughs> actor, Margo Martindale. And she's crazy. <laughs> like, they just play her up as this person who eventually just loses touch with reality and robs a bank and then tries to kill people. And it's amazing. And she plays herself. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just, just wonderful. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. But I think it's about time we wrap this up. Um 
So I am going to uh, I'm I'm going to close out the episode now by saying that you can get in touch with us at mail@geekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually all over the internet. We have many many or we have our fingers in many sinister pies. As the monarch once said, which is one of my favorite lines ever. Uh, Evan, what are you up to? Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Twitter, Instagram. No, not really Facebook. I I just hunt on Facebook, but it's geekade underscore Evan. (laughs) Well, there you go. Uh, Karen and I, on the other hand, have have actual you know side hustles that we rock you know i am i am at geekade chris on twitter um i'm off of that for the most part but i do check my mentions and my notifications so if you want to get in touch with me and or respond to something that i'll periodically post on there for no good reason then uh that's how you find me i am also on several other things on geekade.com including hosting the stone age gamer podcast uh which is about video games the waveback podcast which is about video game music and i have a youtube channel called waveback overplay where i mash up video game music because i am a lunatic uh so yeah that's me and what about you what about you karen who me who you yes hey, you. me the uh, things that you do i did not steal the cookie from the cookie jar i could tell you that for free uh <laughs> you're such a mom <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be anyway um i am quite active on twitter because sometimes i'm bored at work um at shoot underscore the underscore moon uh i am also uh at stm stitches which is my account for crazy crafting stuff which is basically a mirror of my instagram which is the same handle and if you are looking for a unique crafty snarky geeky handmade item uh, perhaps as a holiday gift, my Etsy store is fully stocked. Just uh, go to Etsy.com and search Shoot the Moon Stitches to find all my wonderful products. And that's nice. all the plugs that we have for you. Thanks for letting us shill. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. <coughs> wow. Excuse me. Nice. Where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh, original content. Uh, Evan, thank you very much for letting me host tonight. This was a lot of fun. It was fun, Chris. You did a fantastic job. We did, we're going to figure something out. I like this. I like this yeah. format. It was, it was a hoot. So, and Evan, uh, you are our next pick. <clears throat> what is our homework? Our homework, keeping with the Christmas theme, um, we are going to watch Supernatural Season 3, Episode 8, A Very Supernatural Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to it because I have seen precious few Supernatural episodes and I've enjoyed every single one of them. Yeah, Uh, it's such a good show. I mean, most of it is good, really good. And then you get, like, Jack and... But anywho, anywho. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, all right, that's going to be it for us. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, I have, I have been Chris. I have been your host, and on behalf of, uh, uh, well, let's do it this way. I'm Chris. I'm Karen. This is ridiculous. <laughs> have a good night. <laughs> well done. <laughs> you see, I could do that. <laughs> 
And this concludes our broadcast day.